Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And you're not. No, I'm not. And I'm going to San Diego Comic-Con. And you're not. A lot of people aren't going because of the close proximity of the celebration. We're gluttons for punishment and we're going. Here's the problem with Comic-Con. It's like a very expensive blind date. Yeah. Where you're booking a five-star restaurant and ordering a limousine and three dozen red roses on Valentine's Day because, you know, they're more expensive at Valentine's Day because that's when flowers are out of season, I guess. But you're spending all this money before you ever see the girl. And I say this because there's no way after San Diego Comic-Con announces their programming for someone to go, well, that sounds kind of good. I think I'll go to that. (laughs) You actually have to decide to go pretty much in about 12 days. From now. Yes. If you want to go in 2011, Uh you need to know in about two weeks. This year... My blind date came out from under the bridge with a big hairy mole on her chin. (laughs) I'm a little disappointed in this year's Comic-Con lineup. Well, it's a little different than this year. It seems that they are really paying it to the big-time studios and publishing companies because a lot of the indie stuff's not there that used to be there. And a lot of the stuff that's getting a major push, to put it bluntly, isn't good, like V. He's not getting a major push. It just has a panel. In Ballroom 20. It had one last year there. Yeah, but we didn't know it wasn't good last year. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is our fifth year at Comic-Con. Five years in a row. Wow. I know. It doesn't seem that, but it is. And it we had traditions that we do every year at Comic-Con. One of them is the Lost panel on Saturday morning. Now, Lost is over, so I have to let that go, but that was a tradition. I'm going to cry a river. The other one was that Friday was Star Wars Day. It is still Star Wars Day. And that it ends in the evening with the Steve Sansweet Star Wars Spectacular, even if said spectacular is made less spectacular by G4 hosts. It wasn't made less spectacular. It was actually made the opposite of spectacular in people. People were fleeing the room. I was trying to be nice. Oh, I'm not going to be nice to those G4 people. But this year, the Friday schedule came out. 
there are Star Wars panels all day, and a couple of them actually sound really good. And there are so many Star Wars panels that some are even the day before dealing with some of the video games. But I was so disappointed to see that there isn't going to be a Star Wars spectacular at the end of Friday night. There's always a Star Wars spectacular. I talked to Steve Sansweet briefly about it, and he said that they decide to just hold everything since it's so close to celebration. And it is. It's two weeks away from celebration. You know how I feel? I feel like my sister. My sister's birthday is December 21st. Mm. She believed her entire life, and perhaps it's true, that they just took a couple Christmas gifts that she would have gotten anyway at Christmas, put a birthday card with them, and she got to open them four days early. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I'm getting some of my gifts, like Sideshow, at Comic-Con, and some of my gifts like Sansweet Spectacular at Celebration. But if they weren't so close together, I would have gotten twice as many gifts. In fact, I know this to be the case because Hasbro has said that they're kind of up a tree about what to reveal. And so they're going to reveal over the course of the next two conventions what they normally would have revealed entirely at Comic-Con. They're just taking half of our Christmas gifts and putting it in birthday paper. Well, here's the thing. It's still going to be fun. We're still going to see all the people we only see once a year at Comic-Con. It's still a fun time because you have amazing costumes. All our favorite TV shows are having panels. There's going to be a community. Really? Other than community, is 30 Rock having a panel that I didn't know well, about? Well, no, NBC doesn't do... Well, I guess well they community do. is third NBC. Well, what about our other TV shows? I mean, here's the thing is I've got to be a huge fan of a show to go to a panel on it. I like True Blood. I like it a lot. I really have no desire to see those people talk for an hour. It's a question of do you like a movie well enough to go to the director's commentary? I like True Blood enough to give it an hour or week, eight weeks a year. I don't like it enough to give it the director's commentary. I certainly don't like V well enough to give no. it the director's commentary. They're going to be pre previewing the Walking Dead series. It's going to be on AMC. Yeah, but I'm super excited for that. You're going to have fun. But let's look at the Star Wars Day stuff. I mean, this is Star Wars Action News. On Friday, Star Wars Day, we've got DK Publishing. Now, DK always makes some nice books. You know, I really love the visual dictionaries, so I'll be there for that. But a behind-the-scenes look of a making of a nonfiction book isn't quite as interesting to me as the making of a fiction book a lot of the time. I like the creative process. But, you know, I'm very interested in seeing what Gus Lopez and Pablo Hidalgo have to say. And I've never met Ryder Windham, and I don't think I've met Daniel Wallace, although I've interviewed him. So I'm interested in that. Then, of course, from 11 to 12, Hasbro. Of course, I'm down for Hasbro. I'm excited about Hasbro so they can show me half of what they usually would. But I digress. Then from 12 to 1, Lucasfilm Licensing is there to talk about collecting in general. Normally, we'd usually have a sideshow panel and some other stuff. Now we just kind of clump it all together. Then we have Beyond Solo, crafting the multiplayer story in Star Wars The Old Republic. All right, I'm kind of down for it, but really, this is like the kind of stuff I'd like to just kind of watch while I'm at work on YouTube. Then Star Wars Day Inside the Force, Lucasfilm animation artist Dave Filoni and Joel Aaron and Killian Plunkett, not Plinkett from Red Letter Media, but Plunkett, Talk about how to make Star Wars The Clone Wars. I'm sure Barent will be there for oh, Republic Forces Radio Network. Barent's big debut. And then there's the trivia game, which they do every year. Really, though, there's no 
gotta be there panel for me. There's nothing there that's like, oh, I have got to see that. I'm somewhat interested in them, but I'm disappointed in the programming at Comic-Con, and I just know it's because Celebration's stealing its thunder. Mm -hmm. And we were so on the fence. When they announced Celebration 5, we said on the show, all right, we're just not going to go to Comic-Con this year, too close together, yada, yada. The pressure got to us. We decided to go. And now the stuff I'm looking forward to at Comic-Con is the non-Star Wars. Wars stuff. But the Comic-Con has always been our non-Star Wars convention. I mean, yes, we do Star Wars stuff on Friday, but we do a ton of other stuff the other days and get our other geek on that way. But we will be having a get-together at Comic-Con. We're going to the Yard House on Saturday night, 7 o'clock. We might get there just a little bit late because there's a Marvel movie panel from 6 to 7. Oh, and Marjorie's going to be doing the zombie walk at 6 o'clock. So if anybody wants to do the zombie walk, I'm going to be a zombie. Well, zombies don't love you for your brains. No. But if you're coming to the art house, please let us know. Send us an email at show at swactionnews.com or let us know on the forum so we know basically who to keep an eye out for and how long we need to stay. (laughs) We're going to stay for a couple of hours, but we're not going to be there till midnight or anything. We're going to have some beers and stay as long as people come. Now, at San Diego Comic-Con, we know the General Giant exclusive. They were having that 12-inch, 3 and 3 quarter inch Stormtrooper. I can't. You you can't call it a 12-inch, 3 and 3 quarter inch. The supersized vintage Stormtrooper figure? Well, they finally released carded images. And last week, Marjorie was straining, because math is hard, to figure out how big the card would be. Mm-hmm. It turns out they cheated. The card is only a couple inches taller than the figure itself. Ah, uh, so I'm not going to have to lug this thing around then. Okay. I, I don't even know if I'm buying it. I got to see it in person. But if they were doing it true vintage style, the card would be, you know, over double the size of yeah. the figure. And the way they are doing it, there seem to be maybe three extra inches. So for a 12-inch figure, you're looking at about a 16-inch card. I'm still seeing a lot of mixed response. A lot of people are on the fence like me with this. It's maybe something you have to see in person. I really do. And when I see it in person, I might immediately plunk down the $85 and ship it home. Or I might go, you know, that isn't a collection I have to have. Part of the problem I have with it, and it's kind of the reason I didn't get into the Sideshow 1 to 1 scale bus for the same reason, is how big is this collection going to be and where am I going to put it? Because how many of these can you fit on a wall if you keep them carded, especially mm-hmm. if you keep them carded in their star case? And which ones are they going to do next? I saw on the back of the card, they had a limited edition. I saw Bib Fortuna. I'm like, they're getting to him pretty early, aren't they? That's- yeah, he's usually a scrape in the bottom of the barrel. I figured Boba Fett, Vader, Stormtrooper, Vinyl Cape Jawa. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm picturing the biggins and they're pulling out Bib Fortuna. Now, I don't know for a fact that they're making him, but I just saw him on one of the images of the card back. So that was very intriguing to me. Now, also at San Diego Comic-Con, there's going to be a shared exclusive with Celebration 5. Again, putting that birthday gift in the Christmas paper. Mimoco is going to have an exclusive limited to 1,000 pieces. And I think if you're only going to get one of their flash drives, this is the one to get. It's Lobot. Because it, it makes cute. sense. And it's cute, but it makes sense. Because he's got a big head? Yeah, well, he's a robot. Well, technically, he's a cyborg. Oh, I didn't know that was an actual classification. A cyborg is a human with implants, whereas a robot has no human. Mm. C-3PO is a robot. Got it. But it's the fifth anniversary of Mimoco. Fifth anniversary of Star Wars Action News. Mm-hmm. Celebration 5. 
Yeah. It all fits. <gasps> you know, there's a Natalie Portman movie called Where the Heart Is, where bad things happen whenever there's a five. Well, some people on our forums are worried about hurricanes and yeah. celebration. Maybe that'll be it. Speaking of Celebration 5, I want to remind everyone that before the con, the real kickoff event is at Heroes Landing the night before the con, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Marjorie and I are emceeing a trivia night for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And it's going to be a traditional trivia night. It's not where we're shouting a bunch of answers and you have to be the first to raise your hand. It's going to be teams of five. And, and if you don't have five friends to come with, there will be others. We'll just, you know, Join ad hoc forces. a team. Yeah. What you're going to do is you're going to get a piece of paper for each round, and there's going to be a category, a series of categories of questions asked. Fill in your answers, turn them in. We're going to have judges grading them, and then we'll do a couple rounds of that. And the winner splits the money with the Lymphoma and Leukemia Society. And just think about it. If you're going to C5 alone or just a couple of you, come to this. You're going to be teamed up all night with three other people, and you get to meet them. It's a great way to meet people just like our party. And you'll be able to hang out with them the very first day. Mm -hmm. You can make plans to meet in line before you get in around 4 a.m. <laughs> go over your schedules. And if 4 a.m., you got to be there earlier. Yeah, maybe everybody will just go straight from our trivia to the line. Mm -hmm. But it is a great way to meet people. It's and for a great cause. It is. It's going to be a lot of fun. Trivia nights are fun. And we're just very excited Heroes Landing invited us to MC the evening. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as Marjorie already mentioned, our party on Thursday night. Now, the wait list is growing a little long, but you can still join the wait list. This will be the last week to join the wait list. No guarantees if you're on the wait list that you'll be able to get in. But, man, a lot of things come together this week. I feel like Hannibal. I love it when a party comes together. First of all, we finally were able to reveal what Marjorie, I, and Jason from Yakface have been keeping under wraps for a long time. We finalized our shirt logo and it is awesome. It is awesome. And in fact, I think one of the best compliments on it was somebody posted in the forums that it was certainly possible to make an event-specific shirt that did not involve syrup or waffles or bacon-shaped TIE fighters. <laughs> Kevin Graham, Star Wars artist extraordinaire who will be at the party and have a limited edition Celebration 5 print, just went above and beyond in the drawing of the ad ad and the snow speeder and the Epcot Death Star because we all know that Disney is the evil empire who enforces copyright laws to go ad infinitum. And also, we have a lot of prizes to announce for door prizes. We've already mentioned Brian's Toys is donating some FX lightsabers. Always fun. You see those everywhere at the con. You're going to be able to win one the first night of the con so you can carry it with you and use it to smack away stormtroopers who tell you you can't go see Lucas. Sideshow really stepped up and gave us a bunch of cool things. We've got the Coruscant 41st Elite Corps Clone Trooper, Republic Clone Lieutenant, the Captain Antilles 12-inch figure, and the Grand Admiral Thrawn 12-inch figure. Now, those are going to be four separate prizes, not yes, a prize Yes, not packet. one. Yeah, oh, four separate. We've got some gifts from Most Wanted. We've got an interactive R2-D2 coming from Backstage Toys. We have two of these interactive R2s ourselves. They're so much fun for kids and adults alike and pets. Yes, dogs love R2-D2. Not really. Now, the most exciting thing we've got to tell you guys is we're going to have a special guest at the party who's going to have a little station set up where everybody can test their force powers. Uncle Milton is going to be at the party, and they're going to have a force trainer demo. Now, we've reviewed this on the show, but if you haven't had a chance to test your force abilities, 
we've seen at San Diego Comic-Con, the line to test the Force mm-hmm. Trainer goes around the door. And we're going to have two Force Trainers right there with some Uncle Milton staff on hand so they can help you test your Force ability. And you can also get a look without having to brave too much of the convention floor at some of their other 2010 Star Wars product. And they're donating for random drawing door prizes, a holographic animation lab, and a Death Star planetarium. So we are really happy to have Uncle Milton joining us at the party. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you haven't played with a Force Trainer, it's a great little gadget to play with. And this will be your chance to strap on the headgear and feel the Force flowing through you, as well as the beer Mm -hmm. flowing through you. I wonder if it gets better or worse the more drunk you are. I've wanted to test that, actually. Hmm. And speaking of celebration, they've been teasing us and slowly releasing a lot of the promo art over the days leading up to it. Now, we got two this week. I have to admit, we've been kind of hard on these artists because... Not on the artists. It's just kind of... I I guess that, you know, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about everyone in an airboat or... Yeah, it was just... That one was specifically... I didn't like the big cheesy smile on Lando's face. Here's what I hope. I hope that all of this is going to redeem itself somehow, and I get a beautiful poster like I did for Celebration 4. Well, they revealed that this week. But first, let's talk about a couple more of the ads. They showed one more ad, which is another Star Wars character in a Florida situation. They saved the best for last, if that was the last. I I think this one, it's my favorite, and I'm sure everyone who's seen them all can guess which one's my favorite. It's Jar Jar being attacked by alligators, and he's dancing on their noses like he's Pitfall Harry. So I really like that one. And then they showed the cover of the program. And all right, I really like this. I kind of wish I'd come up with this idea. It's Cape Canaveral and blasting off is Slave One. That is really cool. And then they showed the poster, one of the posters for Celebration 5. I got to say, I'm glad that there's no airboats involved. It's a giant Boba Fett, very iconic Celebration 5 imagery, a wonderful artistic rendition of the Boba Fett. It doesn't touch the cockles of my heart the way the Celebration 4 Tatooine poster did. That one is just awesome because it stirs so many neat emotions with, well, first of all, it's the twin suns. And then up in the swirly stars and clouds is the original teaser poster. It's just, it's it's perfect harmony. But I do like the Boba Fett, and I will be happy to add it to my wall of Celebration posters. It just feels... A little less movie-specific than the Mm -hmm. others. However, they did say this is one of two posters. So I'm hoping the next one really has a far more Empire feel. And honestly, to give me that Empire feel, I'll tell you what they got to give me. Han and Carbonite. Han and Leia. Oh, yeah. They got to give me either Han and Leia or Luke and Yoda. One of the two love stories. (laughs) And speaking of Han and Leia, there are some more shirts for sale in the Celebration store right now. And you can get the commemorative guide, but... The shirts are the I love you, I know shirts. Now, Arnie won't wear one with me. As I've said on the show before, I kind of feel like they're the Star Wars version of I'm with Stupid. The only problem is it'd be a cute idea if you're like the only person with it and it'd be unique. But I'm going to be walking around with a whole bunch of other girls wearing the I love you shirt. And you're going to be walking around with a whole bunch of other guys that says I know. So, Well, we could flip that up. I could wear the I love you shirt and you could wear the I know. We could do that. You want to do that? (laughs) 
There was some Celebration 5 news that did upset some people on our forums. It seems like Channel Giant can't make an announcement about a con-exclusive mini-bust without upsetting somebody. But here's the irony. This time the exclusive announcement is that there is no exclusive, and it still upset people. I don't get that, because here's the thing. Everybody was... Ready to stab the eyes out of anybody that worked a gentle giant from, say, 2007 on. Maybe 2006. 2005? Yeah. Remember the lines for the blue clone lieutenants? Yeah. And then that world tour thing. Mm -hmm. And then it escalated to the point where gentle giant had to have security at their booth at Comic-Con because of the way they were handling exclusives. And now they're not doing one and everybody's like, I still hate you, but it's okay because, you know, that's another, what, 60 bucks you're going to have to spend on something else. Well, I think what happened is Gentle Giants mini busts are artistry. I truly believe that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have bought so many of them. They are so wonderfully sculpted uniformly. They're gorgeous pieces. If Hasbro didn't have time to crank out a couple three and three quarter inch figures in time for celebration, the odds are Gentle Giant couldn't crank out an exclusive in time for celebration, a mini bust empire based worthy of the con. And kind of I'm thinking, didn't you all see this coming? They kept saying they were going to do a celebration. They just didn't officially announce it. Couldn't you kind of plan for it? But I guess if you're a business, especially a publicly traded one like Hasbro, you can't. But I'm wondering if that's the case, but some people are upset because there will be one of these exclusive supersized vintage figures there. Well, they might have just reallocated something they had coming on down the line anyway and decided to make it an exclusive. I'm just kind of glad because it's one less headache, one less thing I have to worry about getting it. It's 60 con. bucks. You have extra to spend. It's a gentle giant savings plan. 60. Who are you kidding? 75. Yeah. Which means we won't also have an exclusive statue or maquette like we did. Well, they were doing the shared maquette, and yeah. we can't say they won't announce a statue. True. They could do a repaint of something. That sort. holiday special Boba Fett was a pain in my rear. It does seem most of their con exclusives, not all, but most, have been some form of a repaint or minor re-sculpt. So perhaps with Empire, there wasn't too much they could do a repaint of. But yeah, it's just kind of... A little bit intriguing. I wonder if they will have some of those Macquarie Vader, which isn't really Empire themed, but for sale at their booth. Because, come on, that's an edition size of 2500 on a Macquarie piece in 2010. They overproduced it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to sell out at the con, and it's not going to sell out when it goes available online to the general public. And I wonder if they're going to have some cases of those sitting at Celebration. But it's not an exclusive, and I know that is disappointing to some people. Now, speaking of exclusives, let's get into our store report, because Marjorie and I were hanging out at a Hallmark. Yes, with a bunch of old people. Now, I have to admit. Listening to old-time twangy country music on the Muzak. <laughs> That was it was hell. Bad. I wanted to stab my ears with knitting needles. I don't understand why they'd play country music from like the 60s that sounded like something you'd... It was like hee-haw. It was. It really was. And I have to admit, I'm a little ashamed. Two years in a row, we've forgotten to go get these exclusive ornaments. And I've had to rely on the kindness of forum friends 
to make up for my stupidity. You know why? It's because it usually falls like the weekend before Comic-Con and we're usually running around like crazy getting ready to go. This time we made a point because it was Lando that we were going to be there and going to get it. And, you know, we went back to the other Hallmark where we would pre-ordered all of the other ornaments in the afternoon and they still had some Landos left. Mm -hmm. Now at ours, they only had two rows of Lando and I think they were only four or five deep, maybe six. One of the rows was gone within minutes. So I'm guessing that one went pretty quick. The other one still had them in the afternoon. The key with these exclusive Hallmark ornaments, though, is they don't restock. No. So getting there at opening, it's not like a Midnight Madness where you have to elbow people and you no, have everyone, to beat them No, it was up. actually really polite. It was just we had to wait outside for like 25 minutes in the searing sun before they decided to open. And it was it was not even organized chaos. They were all very orderly, but they had to get, you know, their little bears and snowmen. And yeah, nobody grabbing. cared about the Lando. No. We did get the other ornaments as well. As always, I really like the Hallmark ornaments. I'm a little disappointed that the Boba Fett and Han and Carbonite are minis. I'm not really a huge fan of the mini ornaments. You can't really see them on the no. tree. And what were some of the others this year, Marjorie? X-Wing Luke from Empire, which is quite possibly the worst Luke face ever because he looks like... Who is that? He looks like a comedian, and I can't place it. Maybe you can. Well, um, no, just a little like Carrot Top, maybe, because no. his hair looks a little too red. Snow Speeder. Got very good. And his master's bidding, which has Vader kneeling with the holographic giant gorilla emperor head. But it's not the Gorilla Emperor, it's the special edition yeah. where they superimpose Ian McDermott. You're opening it? It's not Christmas. Well, this is the one out of all of them I really want to see in person the most. I want to see how they did the Emperor head. It's okay. It's hard oh, it's to like see a the Emperor dink. head. Yeah, he's kind of a little bit shrinky-dink-ish. And then there was the exclusive Lando. The Lando is actually pretty decent. They did decent likeness ability, Williams. I can't believe it takes this long to get to Lando, though. And they did the cape really awesome because it's an action pose and his cape is all fluttery around him. It's when he means business. The only problem I have with the Hallmark ornaments is their hook placement where they're going to where you put the little hook thing or the eye for the right out of his head. Yeah. So it looks like he's got a tumor or something. I don't know. I kind of think his action pose looks a little John Travolta Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, a little bit. But Hallmark wasn't the only place where we bought Star Wars collectibles this week. I think I spent more on Star Wars collectibles this week in retail outlets, brick and mortars, than I have spent at any other time in 2010. Well, new stuff's been coming out instead of Yarna and Plo Koon. Yeah, we did find three first day of issue Yarnas at a Shopco at $12 a piece. Is it two years now those have been out? Yes. Wow. Shiny sticker and everything. But we have been getting so many reports. Last week, we played all those voicemails of people finding the vintage figures. This week, the big item everybody's finding again at Toys R Us is the brand new big old Adat. I have gotten so many pictures from listeners playing with it, their kids playing with it. We got one ourselves, thanks to our friends at Hasbro. 
We're going to be doing a full in-depth review on that next week. But hit your Toys R Us's. They are the place that are breaking street date on Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And thank you to everyone who's posted pictures of the AT-ATs on our Facebook page and in our forums. And just a tremendous toy. The toy of the year. The Christmas gift of the year if you can hold your kids off from buying it until then. Now, our friends over at Jedi Temple Archives found a Hasbro rep in person in one of the stores and asked them about Toys R Us breaking street date and they were told that that situation is going to be rectified. Hmm. So you may want to hit your Toys R Us quickly if you have to have these right now because that implies to me that they might be pulling this stuff back off the shelves pretty yeah. soon. But it wasn't put in the Toys R Us computer, right? So even though the boxes clearly said do not put out until August 6th, Toys R Us did it anyway, by and large. Now, ours had put out the other vehicles. I've seen the Snowspeeder, the Cloud Car, and the new tank. But at $27 a piece, I skipped. They'll be 24 at Walmart and Target. Again, I say, we will see this all again. Yeah. All of this will be everywhere. And a few bucks is a few bucks. And if I bought two Cloud Cars and a Snowspeeder at Toys R Us, that's at least a full figure that I would be spending the extra money of mm-hmm. if, yeah there's to- no reason that you have to have it now now it was a great idea to get the figures because they had the bogo going on and that was a great deal but there's no sale on the ships yeah leave them until you can find them someplace cheaper and toys r us is rumored to be running the bogo again soon and for those not familiar with savings lingo BOGO stands for buy one, get one. However, they weren't really doing real BOGO, buy one, get one free. They were doing buy one, get one for half, which, as we said last week, was still a good enough price because it's going to be a little bit cheaper than any place else for it. Now, inspired by all of our listeners' stories, we went to St. Louis really late last Saturday. It was also because I had to exchange my iPhone again. I'm on my fifth iPhone 4. Pity me. I can't get a working one. My fifth one does appear to be working. Thank you, Steve Jobs. May I have another? (laughs) While in St. Louis, we hit a number of Toys R Us's. Several didn't have any new product out. No. But one of the stores had put out a ton of the vintage figures. And because of the buy one, get one sale, I loaded up. Yes, you did. We were able to find every figure in great condition on the pegs. I feel very lucky. It feels like they had just put those cases out. With one exception, they didn't have Boba Fett. Mm -mm. So Boba Fett's going to be the one to get from this series, I think. Now, I do have all these coming from the One of Every Figure Club at Brian's Toys, but I got these as my openers if need be. I'm actually going to wait to get my package from Brian's Toys to see exactly which ones are the best. And see if they're punched. That is true, to see if they're punched, because all of these, of course, are punched. With reinforcement. Yeah, they have the little plastic on the back, which even the Brian's Toys ones are going to have because that's straight Mm -hmm. out of the factory to try and prevent tearing of these because, let's face it, if I wasn't a collector who liked things mint on card and I wanted one, I'd yank it down like I was pulling a garage sale sign down with the little address tabs. We got a Bespin Luke Skywalker figure. Again, I can't say enough good things about this vintage packaging. They should have done this a long time ago. The package is great. The photo for his is a little bit grainy. But that's how it was on the vintage package, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't have a mint on card Bespin Luke. Mm. The figure looks really good. I like the face. I like that we get two lightsabers. We're two hilts, one with blade, one without. 
And I, I love the weathering on his outfit on this. I think it's a really solid figure all around. Although I want to know why his finger is crooked out. Is it Mega Tor, Mega Two? <laughs> Every time I do this, it's ten more dollars for you. Uh, his lightsaber hand finger is like he's pointing. I don't quite get that. I think the Adat Commander is a really good figure. And you know what? It's kind of fun to look at. On the front, obviously, you've got the new version of the figure. And on the back, they've included the vintage. It's kind of neat to see how much figures have changed over the years. This is quite clearly not General Veers. It is Adat Commander. Planning on picking up two Adats, I picked up two Adat Commanders. And I love the removable helmet feature. I like the gun. His pants kind of flare out a little bit, and it almost like, looks like yeah, they have those untrimmed plastic, but not a bad figure. Next up, we have Dengar, everybody's sad favorite bounty hunter. Now, I wanted you to know something interesting. Can you spot the difference between the figure and the picture? They flipped the photo because the bandages are different. You see it? Ah, they did a mirror image photo of uh-huh. Dengar so that... He was probably just barely in the frame. When we were watching the Blu-ray of Empire Strikes Back that I'm not supposed to have, I barely saw Dengar in it at all. So, you know, to get that frame, they did probably do a reversal. People are loving this figure, and I cannot disagree. I think he's a really cool-looking figure. I am a little disappointed that they didn't include the mole that the vintage figure had. I always thought that was like a mole on his face or something. Maybe it was dirt. But... Yeah, your favorite guy who had head wraps, he doesn't look like much of a bounty hunter so much as somebody who got in a bad accident. Yeah. But yeah, this figure has some great detail. You know, I kind of missed the days back in 97 or so when the biggest thing we had to worry about was Dengar didn't have his backpack. But if you would have told me one day that I would have a Dengar with this detailed a backpack, I would not have believed you. I would not have believed you. Next up, we have Forlom, or is it Zuckus? And you know what? I was wondering when we got our Jedi Con packs, thanks to the Ginger Prince, about the paint job. Because the Jedi Con one didn't have a whole lot of detail to him. And I wondered if they were trying to do a vintage style of paint job on him. And this is the Velcro of me opening the Jedi Con one. They did do a different paint job for the con exclusive and for the retail figure. The retail figure does have a bit more of a brown wash. Yeah, it's kind of an olivey color. But I kind of like the OTC collection Forlom a little better than this one because it was more photorealistic. If you look at the picture of Forlom on this card, he should be browner and a little bit more brown wash than the actual figure has. Next up, we have the Cloud Car Pilot. I was talking last week about how I needed six of him. I actually bought four because it was pointed out to me by, I think it was Ed Solo in our forums. They did a Cloud Car Pilot a few years back, and I have at least three or four of him. And you don't want the identical twins piloting your Cloud Car. And from somebody who did buy the Cloud Car, the old figure does fit in the cockpit with a little finessing for the gun holster. So you can have two separate pilots in each of your cloud cars. Are there variations of what these guys look like? Not yet. This one has a porn stash. He does have a porn stash. The vintage figure had no stash. Perhaps that is the biggest notable difference between the last cloud car pilot and this one. His outfit's also very yellow, but yeah, he he does have a stash that makes him look like he's here to deliver our pizza or fix our plumbing. Yes, that is probably what he's going to do. He wants to lay some pipe. 
Next up, we have Echo Base Han. Now, not going to criticize the face because I understand the difficulties in that, but the hair is like he had a low-flow shower, and he's kind of barrel-chested, like he's gained a lot of weight recently in his stomach. Do you see it? I do, and it's because they've done the same thing to him that they did to the Adat commander, where they've, like, added another mold. I think it's a piece of articulation. I think he's got some waist articulation there. And so the top piece kind of hangs over the bottom piece of his chest. Looks nothing like Harrison Ford, though. No, but look at the hair. It looks like low flow day at the showers. Maybe in- Well, you know, when you have that hood up all the time, you get the hood hair. I thought Echo Base maybe had substandard shower facilities. He like- also has really tiny feet. Well, you know what that means. He Small wears- shoes. Yeah, tiny shoes. Oh, he does have little tiny feet. Wow. Yeah, those feet are not size appropriate for the body. No. Wow. It's like they put Leia's feet on him. Yeah. Maybe he just looks it looks big because of the coat? Perhaps, but I, I think his legs look a little spindly. He comes with a hydro spanner. Of course. Next up, we have Darth Vader. Not much you can do with the Vader. Although, I have to say, the way this one is in the package with his cape, because they have to hold it down. First of all, he looks like he's wearing some sort of evening dress with a shiny silver necklace. Yeah, the whole silver glitter to hold the cape on never really you know worked for me. You know what it looks me. like is that he's maybe auditioning for Kiss. I could see that. Maybe he's good at merchandising like Gene Simmons and they want him in the band. I think they should have gone a little more retro and done vinyl cape. Cost. Yeah, this soft goods, though. I know some people love soft goods because they're more poseable. I don't know. Unless you're... some figures, though, it calls for it. And other figures, it just doesn't work well. Here's the thing. Darth Vader was wearing pleather. Yeah. And they just made him look like he's have a blanket draped on him. Like he was cold. And so he got a little blanket to put over his chest. We don't want Darth Vader to get sick. Well, you know, you get a cold in space. That's just not good at all. Maybe he's curled up watching Golden Girls with his chihuahuas. Oh, wait, that's you. Yeah. Next, we have Dak Ralter, which is another X-Wing pilot. And I'm so glad that they tried to keep going with the vintage figure on the back for him and Han Solo when there were no vintage. So they just have first issue vintage card. On the one I got, and there weren't a lot of options here, his gun is bent in the package. It was up too close to the bubble. Yeah, but that will easily be fixed. Those boots are really good. They did a good job on the boots. Yeah, it's a really nice figure. Again, he kind of has that weird flare going on with his torso because the coat is a separate piece than the bottom. But yeah, it's a good figure. And it's got a nice collar that you can detach and use in customs to do things like your Beto. Of course. Next, we have Hoth Leia. Pretty good, although they gave her like some super duper hooker red lipstick. The lips just really take away from the whole figure, I think. Leia never was much for makeup other than, like, Yavin ceremony. It was very natural what she wore. Can I tell you what I love about this figure? The scale. She is a lot shorter than the others because... She is shorter. Carrie Fisher's a petite woman. She is short. And then our last figure is C-3PO. I still prefer C-3PO when he's vac metalized, and I think that his silver leg is a little bit too different in this one. Here's the problem is it looks like plastic. When it's vac metalized, it's really cool and it doesn't look so much like plastic. Because the other figures, I know they're plastic, but they don't look as much plastic as this gold color. 
It's a nice reflective gold, though. It's a metallic gold, but still plasticky. But that silver leg really bothers me a lot. It's too silver. It is. The other one was subtle. In the movie, it was subtle that it was silver. And here... Yeah, for the longest time, I didn't even know it was silver. What I do like, though, is he's removable armor, but yet he doesn't look like 3PO's put on a little weight. Because the other removable armor, C-3PO's, it was kind of like, 3PO, might want to cut back on the muffins, pal. (laughs) I am dying to rip open these figures and play with them, but I am going to wait till I get my mint on cards from Brian's Toys and make sure that my bestie bests are going up on the wall. But yeah, check your Toys R Us now. I bought these late on Saturday. The buy one, get one half off ended on Sunday, so I just snuck it in under the wire. The only figure I would buy now if I were to see it at our Toys R Us is the Boba Fett because, well, it's Boba Fett and he's cool and it's just a couple of bucks for one figure. Now, our local Toys R Us the next day put out a lot of vintage figures, although I didn't see a Boba Fett, and they put out Saga Legends and Clone Wars figures, but at the price they're wanting, I'm waiting. There were no exclusives or anything, and I'm just going to wait and save my money because in the quantity I buy, 50 cents or a dollar a figure really adds up. What's interesting, though, is all the vintage figures have to go on their own pegs, just like the old VOTCs in the clamshell, because they cost more. So it's always going to be very easy to see what vintage figures are there. They're selling fast, though. We had just a couple vintage figures when I went there on Sunday. And when I went back a couple days later, not a single vintage figure to be found. But all of those repacks from Clone Wars and Saga Legends are sitting around. But if that wasn't enough of a store find, while in St. Louis... It's like the gods wanted me to have a broken iPhone because we just happened to stop at a Big Lots. Well, we started out at a Toys R Us looking for the Boba Fett and there was a Big Lots in the parking lot. And I said, hey, you know, we should stop and take a look. I mean, there's a Big Lots by where I work and I go there once or twice a week because they get trucks twice a week and I check for Star Wars stuff. So far, the only thing ours has ever gotten is individual Galactic Heroes for three fifty. And they have those Star Wars creepy crawly ovens. They have a ton of them. They've been $20 for almost eight months. And just recently they marked them down to $15. And they still have a ton of them. I actually find more Marvel stuff and more other licenses than I do Star Wars. I was thinking it wasn't worth going to Big Lots. I'll admit. I was like, no. But I decided we should go just for some other stuff. We needed like paper plates and things for the 4th of July. So I decided we'd go in, and while wandering around, we hit toys, and I think I shrieked like a little girl. You did because you threw paper plates at me and started grabbing like you were on the Price is Right or Supermarket Sweep. I couldn't believe my eyes. I just couldn't. We found some of the last wave of the titanium ships at Big Lots, the ones you never saw in stores, the ones going for big money on eBay for $4 a ship. Now, I know I have some of these. But I wasn't positive which ones were new and which ones were repaints. I took these off my spreadsheet a long time ago. So I I bought them all. And they only had one of every ship. So I don't know if these were packed one to a case. I've never seen a case of these. I got Anakin's Y-Wing from the Clone Wars. And it's got a nice paint job, though a little bit mustardy colored. I got the Outrider, Dash Rendar's Outrider. And my God, the design is so cool. I... Didn't know it looked like this. I really always associate the Outrider with that old Hasbro toy that they put out back in Shadows of the Empire days. They did a good weathering job on it. I think the cockpit's a little too black, 
But it was one of the ships I really wanted from the Titanium line the whole time they were making it. It was one of the last ones they made, and I was able to get it for $4. Interesting ship design because the engine is on the side. So does it fly sideways? Oh. Yeah, it flies sideways like that. Kind of like the Falcon. No, but the Falcon has a clear front. Well, the Falcon has the cockpit on the side. Yes, but this one flies like this, not like that. See the engines? Mm-hmm. Never mind. I found a... Pretty bronze Hailfire droid, which I know I've never seen. No, never, ever seen. This is really heavy, too. Yeah, it's got a lot of mass to it. It's all the battery it's carrying. It's got quite a payload. You're still giddy over these. The Rebel Transport. Yeah, it has a little bit of a dent in the bubble, but what am I going to say for $4? You're going to open these anyway. I am, I am. The Mist Hunter, which, in case you're not aware, is Zuckus's ship. I never really thought about how Zuckus gets around. Well, there you go. And it's a nice ship. I like the paint job on it. It's very it's striking. Big. I wonder where he goes to the bathroom because it doesn't appear. There's just a cockpit. It doesn't appear to be like any quarters. Maybe his species doesn't go to the bathroom. Or is he going to sleep? Maybe his species doesn't sleep. Mm. I got the Malevolence from the Clone Wars. I like the paint job on it. I love that it will fit in with all my other titaniums and yet is still true to the series. I got the cool, though it really does feel like something out of Command and Conquer, Republic Fighter Tank. I always think that. It just looks like something that... Halo. Well, I'm specifically thinking Kane and his followers in Command and Conquer. Luke Skywalker's Red 5 X-Wing. This is one of the two I'm pretty sure I already have, but for $4 and I was getting all the rest and... Because it was with all the rest, uh, you know, and for a penny and for a pound. And the Emperor's Hand Imperial Shuttle, pretty sure I have that one. Pretty sure it sat around our Toys R Us forever. But, you know, sometimes you get into a buying frenzy, and so that's what happened. And then I saved the best for last. I was so, so jazzed to get this. The Nebulon B Escort Frigate, or just known as the Medical Frigate. Yeah, why didn't you just call it the Medical Frigate? Well, I was giving the titanium name. I gotta say something. All of these titaniums, $4 each, so much better in quality than those D'Agostini die-cast ships I was buying. This frigate is head and tails above the D'Agostini in detail. It's a little smaller, but man, I would rather have these so much more than the others and i'm so so jazzed to have found this this was like my best score even more so than the vintage because these i just thought someday i'd have to sit down with a list and go to ebay and bend over and bring some vaseline i just can't believe you're still so giddy about them you like it when i am though that means i spent my money wisely yeah you did on these like i said i spent more this week than i have spent in 2010 i think and it is great and i Really, again, encourage you all, though, I understand the desire to get these. And Kevin, Darth Goth in our forums, he was sending me text messages. I don't mean to pick on you, Kevin. I'm really not. But he was sending me text messages. I've got an extra Boba Fett, but I couldn't find a Han. Do you want to trade? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want to pay the shipping. I will find Boba Fett and you will find Han. Repeat it after me. You will find Han in August. He will be wearing his big heavy coat in August. He will be everywhere in August. Yeah, there's going to be plenty. These are not going to be hard to find. This is the first wave. First day of issue Yarna, guys. I found three today. You're going to find this first wave. Save your money. Find the sales. 
we're trying to help you. We're not trying to keep the toys away from you. If you gotta have them, go to Toys R Us. But if you're on any sort of a budget, if money doesn't grow on your trees in your backyard, August isn't that far away. But if it does grow on trees in your backyard, give me a call. Now, in addition to all this, we got some items in the mail this week. Marjorie had placed an order with Her Universe. We had Ashley Eckstein on the show a while back talking about the Her Universe shirts. And, you know, we didn't just have her on the show. Marjorie was a big fan of the product line. Marjorie's been on this show for five years saying how girls are underrepresented. Yeah, it is hard to find girl shirts that are fun it's just hard to find them in girl sizes because the girl shirts are cut differently they're cut because our bodies are different they have more room in some places and less room in others because well you know we have things you guys don't well i ordered the shirt when their site went live the first thing that struck me and i wasn't the only one was the price of the shirts they were 30 dollars each for the lowest price shirts that's not unreasonable for a really good quality shirt, though. True. For a good quality shirt. Now, we'll say when I got the shirt, I got the Star Wars Burnout tee. The, it's a, kind of a heather blue. It's kind of a darkish blue. And the Star Wars logo is burned out on the front of the fabric. So it's kind of a whitish with little bits of blue flecks in it, like they applied some chemical to it. It's not screen printed. Now, the sizing of the shirts is more of a junior fit. Even though it doesn't say junior, it is definitely junior sizing when you look at it. So if you are not a junior and you maybe have lady lumps that are bigger than mosquito bites, you probably want to upsize and maybe even get out the tape measure and just make sure it's going to fit because I was not able to get the size I normally wear. I actually had to upsize quite a bit to get one to fit. Now, when I got the shirt, I thought it was pretty cool, and I looked at it. Very soft is what I noticed. It was very soft. It was a very comfy shirt. I put it on, and then I noticed a fatal flaw. I didn't find anything wrong with the shirt. No, I'm sure you didn't, and it would be a whole different kind of shirt to wear, but where the burnout is, it's like a whitish fabric, but it's extraordinarily sheer. And I had a white bra on underneath of it, but you could see where the bra wasn't. That's how sheer it is. Where the Star Wars was, in my opinion, you could see the white lettering where the white bra was. And you could see the skin colored lettering and every curve. It was like almost a cutout. Yeah. I could see through it so clearly. Yeah, it I don't I would not feel comfortable wearing that to a convention or even to the grocery store. You're a little bit modest. I, a little bit at times I can be, but I just don't it's not for me to wear that and I I think if you order that shirt you really need to think long and hard about if that's something that's going to bother you because I'm actually going to return my shirt. And that's a shame because you're a big fan of the concept, mm-hmm. but between the sizing and and the designs, this was the one that appealed to you the most. It was the classic Star Wars. Yeah, it's just a Star Wars logo on a neat shirt. And it was a really great shirt. And I really hoped it would work out. But just the see-through and the sheerness, I can't do it. I have a theory. And it's kind of unfortunate. I don't feel that you are the target demographic for that shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's aimed at women. At I think it's aimed at girls. And I think this cleavage showing shirt is great for a college student who's going out and getting drunk and doing body shots. 
but that's I, not the kind of shirt you wore to go out and do body shots. No, that that's way overdressed for body shots. I think that perhaps it was not recognized that it was sheer. Because one of the things Ashley Eckstein talked about on our show was the modesty and the shirts are a little bit longer. So when you bend over, you're not showing your whale tail or whatever. But yet it's showing... It is. Everything else, you know? I just think that it's squarely aimed in shirt sizing and everything else at the 14 to 24 age group. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my feeling is it's really niche. Yeah. And a lot of the things that- that people have been saying is I've been kind of, you know, watching their Facebook page and on Twitter because I am interested in this. But uh, the two main complaints are, number one, the price, that it's expensive. I don't think it's that expensive. I really don't. I have some T-shirts, Star Wars and non-Star Wars, that cost me $35 a piece. Shirts cost money. Yeah, but I can get Star Wars shirts at Styling Online or something for $9.99. But not a tremendous shirts. quality. True. I got those Zazzle shirts for that were Star Wars, and they looked terrible, mm-hmm. but they were less than $35. For a nice shirt with a really well done It is print. a nice shirt. I will say it is a nice, thick shirt. Not so thick it's like oppressive, like a thick cotton. It's definitely a blend, but it's good and soft, and it's got a good stretch to it, but not too stretchy. Yeah, it's a great quality fabric. Mm-hmm. It is not your normal Hanes. No. It's not your beefy tee. No, it's not a beefy tee. It's a nice fabric, and the burnout was really well done. Yeah. Just misfortunately placed on a woman's body yes perhaps instead of a burnout it might have been like a washed up screen print instead and maybe made it like that might have been a little bit better now the second complaint that has been thrown around by a number of people is the sizing is that because it it is junior sizing and you know it was said that all girls would be included and I, there's a lot of girls who can't buy shirts there. I w- I'm fortunate enough I can, but there are a number of girls who, due to body type, can't, and they feel excluded. And that is something that is hard for people. So that is something that... And it's not even necessarily awesome. a weight issue. A chesty girl couldn't wear this. I'm a chesty girl, too, so I, um, I'm not lacking. And <laughs> it, the shirt was... It was wearable for me, but that's where I was having trouble with it was in my chest. It's made for small, flat-chested girls. Really? Yeah. It, it is, and I am not a flat-chested girl. So that was disappointing, but they're just starting out, mm-hmm. and she said they were working with getting suppliers and other things and other designs, and so hopefully these kinks will work themselves out. I have a lot of faith in the product. Ashley seems to really be interested in it, but, you know, I, I just wonder if she's been in L.A. too long where everybody wears that size. Well, what's funny is, like, on the website, she's wearing it, but you – it looks fine. But you can even just – not even put the shirt on and hold your hand underneath of it. And you can see your fingers clearly through the fabric without even wearing it. So I'm not sure. Maybe she wears, like, a whole underbody unitard. I'm not really <laughs> I sure. I don't think – you know, there is this thing called airbrushing a photograph. True. So. Now, also in the mail recently, we've been promising to review this for a long time. We're going to review it now. The Star Wars poker chip set from Cardamundi. I got this from Think Geek, $70. I overpaid. <laughs> you sure did. I'd like to point out, first of all, they're plastic. Well, we knew this. Yeah, but 
It's a cheap plastic. Remember before I ever bought it, I said I was afraid that if you played with these, they'd scratch oh, up. Yeah. Cause they, you don't have to play with them to get them scratched yeah. up. In the package shipped to me, some of them already had scratches just from the friction of being next to the other chips in shipment. I have taken some pictures of the website of a really bad blue chip. This is how it came right out of the package. Already scratched up. If you play with these, even if you don't, if you don't wrap them all individually in... Tissue paper almost. Acid-free tissue paper. These will be ruined. It's just generic plastic. I mean, there's not. it's not even a solid plastic. It's very cheap. Don't care for the art so much either. I understand what they were trying to do because the cool thing about this, it's probably the coolest briefcase to open up since Pulp Fiction. Because <laughs> you open this up and you flip a little switch and it's like you got three little glow rods in there. And I thought that the case just emitted a white light and then the chips would determine the color but no they actually have plastic panels over the lights so that the red chips also have a red light on them so it's double red and double blue for the blue and double green for the green really cool case design but the case is plastic i just sold at a garage sale for ten dollars a thousand poker chips in these nice steel briefcases this is this cheap feeling. It almost feels like a heavy foam. You know what you're paying for? The license. I'm paying for the license and the screen printing or whatever it is on these chips. It feels like it's an applique. Like it's some sort something. It's not screen printed. It's like they... And actually, if you look... It is a sticker. Okay, that's what I was... They're applied at different juxtapositions. I was also disappointed. I'd seen the pictures online and I'd seen some in person and out. And I'd only seen a few different chip designs. That's because there are only are four chip designs. Designs. Obi-Wan, Yoda, Vader, and Luke. That's it. I kind of thought, I remember back at Celebration 3 when Master Replicas had their poker chips set out and every chip was different and you had different graphics. I thought there'd be more than four chip designs. No, you got four rolls of chips and each chip has one design. And the biggest kick in the nards, Cardamundi makes some really nice decks of Star Wars cards. You got the ladies of Star Wars. You got the Princess Leia. You've got the posters. So many nice cards. I'm like, all right, well, I look in here and I've got some decks of cards with an imperial symbol. It's kind of a nice red imperial and a nice blue. I kind of like the art style on the card backs. They are your standard Hoyle cards. The king is not Vader or the emperor. It's the same king in every deck that you could buy at Walmart. These are plain cards. Why? Why? Why don't you return it? Oh, loaded question now, huh? Yeah, why don't we just return it? You'd be out shipping to you and then back, and that's it. But you'd have your $70. See, I need a talk show. I could have a talk show. The next thing we wanted to review and have been meaning to review for a while (laughs) are the Star Wars Borders exclusive bookends. I finally got around to placing my order for them at Borders. Now, I'd heard a lot of complaints about people about these bookends saying they were lightweight and they were small. They do look really small in the picture because they're about half the size of a DVD. But I got to say, there's nothing lightweight about these books. You could kill somebody by dropping this on their head. I think they're pretty heavy. You could really brain somebody with this. Could maim you good. Mm Mm-hmm. They're pretty basic. You know, that's why they're only $60 versus $250 for the 
Jabba's Palace detailed bookends. It's just the Star Wars logo. Kind of kills me that they have to put the TM. They have to sculpt the TM. I know. TM. I thought that, that was funny, too. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. We get it. You own it. Well, what's funny is the TM is just part of the Star Wars logo anymore. It's Star wars them. But no, these are nice and heavy and would actually hold books. And what I like about them more than some of the other General Giant ones is I would put books on these. The Han and Greedo ones, I'd be afraid that the books would fall and maybe chip Han's gun or something. These are solid bricks. I don't even know what these are made of. They feel kind of like a metal. Probably just some kind of stone. Heavy, though. I yeah. Mean, I also find it weird that in order to divide it in the middle, they had to kind of break apart the A and star. Ah, they did, didn't they? But for $60, I think this is really nice. I do. I am impressed with how much I like them. I got to say there was one problem with mine I'm trying to fix. By returning it. It's not like you're getting out your hammer. No. It seems like from the buzz we got when we opened the package... Mm. That they put these in the package and taped them up, possibly while the paint was still wet. Yeah, they're very painty. Um, very, very heavy paint chemical smell when you open them. The styrofoam, you know how styrofoam is just a bunch of little dots pressed together into a solid? It's cellular. Well, some of those cells imprinted themselves upon my R's, which is the A-R-R-S part of the bookend. And it's quite clear. It, it's almost like I have lizard skin on my A because it's scaly from the paint being marred by the styrofoam. So I got to exchange mine. I would suggest, even though they say online exclusive only, people are reporting finding these in their local borders. Hmm. So if you have a local borders, maybe go and check and open it up right there, right when you buy it. Just take it out to the car, open it, check the quality of it, make sure you don't get a gunked up one. But they're nice for 60 bucks. Absolutely. A good value. They're limited to 5000 which makes me wonder why bother limiting them at all. But, yep, I'd suggest getting them before they sell out. $60 is not a bad price, and Borders.com has coupons all the time. Yeah, they do. Join their free club. They will send you coupons until you are sick of them. So I liked those. I was much happier with that purchase than with the poker chips. Which you might want to return. Had a lot of online news this week. Sideshow revealed their next one-to-one scale bust, and it was everyone's favorite golden droid 3PO. And you can't go wrong with something like that. No, it's a full head and shoulders bust. As opposed to just his midsection? Well, as opposed to just the head on a stick. It's head and shoulders on a stick. And... It's really nice. I like the pictures I've seen of it. It looks nice and reflective. It has a detachable magnetic restraining bolt, light up eyes. I'm really looking forward to seeing this bust in person at Comic-Con, which is almost the only time I ever see Sideshow's one-to-one scale bust because I don't buy them. This one's 650 I stand by my not buying them 650 I mean, it's a nice piece. I really have never come to love those bases, though, with the sticks. I just, I don't like them. I didn't like them when they did their first Darth Maul on a stick. I don't like C-3PO on a stick. The bases, they're ugly to me. And so that's a problem. But other than that, they're really nice. And I should get past the bases, but I just don't get the one-to-one scale bus. And if I were to get them, I'd get Bosk and Greedo. Mm, Makes sense. 
If you subscribe to FX Collectibles newsletter, and you should, yes, you should. They recently put out a newsletter with just some of the stuff they've been working on. They're going to do a New Hope Vader helmet, and it's going to be based on the original molds by Rick Baker. They thought that some of those casts had been lost, and it was the original cast that they used in their molds now for this. It's cool to be getting a original trilogy Vader helmet. I wonder if there'll be a signature edition with David Prowse, now that David Prowse is kind of blacklisted by Lucasfilm, but very cool... I imagine this is my own personal guess based on previous Vader helmets. You're going to be in the $800 to $900 range Mm -hmm. on that one. Something maybe a little bit cheaper. They showed some pictures of the Luke Skywalker X-Wing helmet, which is something that really needs to be made. They talked about that when Barry was on our show here not too long ago. We got to see some pictures. It was very cool. Even though the Obi-Wan reveal saber isn't out yet, we now see they're making a Luke Return of the Jedi reveal saber. And I really like these reveal sabers because they look great as a single piece. And it's a way for them to kind of reissue sabers that have been done before Mm -hmm. in a way that adds a new feature. And you can get inside and see the innards of what it would be like if we lived in the Star Wars galaxy. Now, they didn't have any update on the Empire stuff, which were the TIE Fighters, Slave One, and the Stormtrooper helmet. Slave One was never officially announced, but heavily teased Mm -hmm. on our show. The Empire Strikes Back Stormtrooper helmet, we haven't heard anything about for a while. And those TIE Fighters that made my wallet scream in agony last year at Comic-Con, maybe they'll have some more news this year at Comic-Con about. We'll see. And we'll definitely report on it live from the con here on Star Wars Action News. Keep an eye on our Twitter feed and our Facebook page while we're at these cons, because Marjorie's just social media happy. Mm-hmm. I post lots of neat stuff on Twitter and Facebook. Speaking of my wallet screaming, it's been a while since Titan has squeezed its grip on my wallet. No, I making any sense of this because a few weeks ago they announced that there's going to be an exclusive comic-con slash celebration limited edition cover of han and carbonite for the star wars insider Mm -hmm. well now they have announced that there are three additional covers that will be on newsstands so it's four covers for one issue Four. But one, I two, really three, wonder four. if it's there's a fifth. I mean, they said there's three covers for the newsstand and there's one cover for the cons. What about us who subscribe in the mail? You just get a random one. Okay. Not the probably the Han. No, not the Han. We but wouldn't get the Han. You would get random one of the three. Three. Which means you, you subscribe when you subscribe. Remember, we had to go to Barnes and Noble and buy the ones you didn't get. Which we'll have to do on this one too. Yes, I know. I almost I'm, am so fed up that I want to skip. Pretty sure that they will have them for sale. Also, all the covers in addition to the Han and Carbonite at the convention. I wouldn't count on that. It would be stupid of them not to. True. But it would be stupid of us to pay $9 an issue for the same content with a different cover. This is coming from the guy, though. Who won't return the poker chips he doesn't like? Who bought all of the individual A New Hope soundtracks with the same music because they had different covers. And then yet another one at Walmart because it had a bonus track. And then bought all of the episode one novels with all the different covers even though it was the same book and all that was different was the slip jacket Mm -hmm. but i'm almost mad enough to not buy these but i'm going to one last time but titan (laughs) you 
you're showing them they're gonna learn their lesson i'm really starting to think the contents of the magazine is getting back to where it used to be under paizo and wizard i think titan dumbed it down for a while it's coming back but these cover gimmicks mm-hmm. now i bought marjorie a gift online this week yes and perhaps the cutest news that we're going to talk about this week Brian's Toys has the latest series of Kubricks in stock with the Build-A-Java. These are great Kubricks. You can get an entire set at Brian's Toys. That's six figures, seven if you count Salacious Chrome as his own, eight if you count the Build-A-Java the Hut. Each of the six boxes comes with a piece of Java. And Brian's Toys is also having a special right now. For orders over $40, you get a free toy. These Kubricks are over $40 because Kubricks are expensive because they're from Japan. And they're cute. If you spend 75 or more, you can get a Macquarie Stormtrooper figure, which we found one of in stores yeah. ever. So head to Brian'sToys.com. That's actually my poll of the week this week is I want to get a gauge. I know Kubricks are very niche, but I'm curious if you're collecting Kubricks. I'm really liking these build a Kubricks. I can't wait to get our set in. But Marjorie. Well, and it's all Pete's fault from Jedi Temple Archives or formerly of Jedi Temple Archives because we needed a picture of a Kubrick. And he sent us perhaps one of the cutest ones ever a picture of. It was C-3PO. But let's not forget... Foxer, yes, who sent us our first Kubrick Boba. Yes, you who, never forget your first. No, he's always with me. Remember when checking out at Brian's Toys, please be sure to mention you heard about them from Star Wars Action News. And speaking of Kubrick Boba, there is a Chase Boba Fett in this set. The Chase Kubricks, no matter where you get them, they're going to be a little pricey. Mm -hmm. And he is available at Brian's Toys as of this recording. So if he hasn't sold out and you need him, you can get him at Brian's Toys. And remember, mention us. Thank you. Now, if you have any money left over after all of this and after celebration. I don't. And, and or Comic-Con, where you're too old for what we've got coming up. Can I borrow anyone's 12-year-old? Dan from Republic Forces Radio Network got an interesting flyer in the mail about Star Wars Jedi Space Camp Experience. He did a little investigating and he's got some information on it for those of you who are interested. Hey, everybody. This is Dan, Darth Rockstar with a special report. I received in the mail a few days ago an envelope from Space Camp. Now, ever having been to Space Camp or signing up for Space Camp, I was a little surprised by this, but what intrigued me when I opened up the envelope was an advertisement for the Star Wars Jedi Experience, coming summer 2010. It's a parent-child weekend camp for ages 7 through 12. Now, after delving a little bit deeper into the website, we find out that the Jedi Experience, an event that takes place between June 25th through September 6th. Just in case you're not spending all of your money going to San Diego Comic-Con or Celebration 5 or any of the cons in between, maybe this is for you takes place in Huntsville, Alabama, the location of Space Camp. It is $450 a person. Uh, there are two camps. There's the parent-child camp, 
and the three-day youth camp. Just reading a bit about it here, the Jedi experience focuses on the principles and moral codes surrounding the training of a Jedi. It is an educational look into the scientific, technological, historical, and cultural trappings of the Star Wars universe with real-world parallels. Parent-child Jedi overnight campers spend Friday afternoon through Sunday morning immersed in the world of Star Wars. Each team, involving one parent or guardian and one child, ages 7 to 12, or two parents or guardians and two children, ages 7 to 12, will be guided through their training by a Jedi instructor. All of the camp's events take place in various Star Wars-themed classrooms. All attendees receive logbook, pen, t-shirt, graduation certificate, and team photo. The three-day youth camp runs overnight from Monday through Wednesday. The bullet points here are we immerse yourself in Star Wars as you learn about Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader's universe in its real-world parallels to such modern-day technology as spaceflight robotics and laser technology. Students will focus their training on the moral codes and principles of the Jedi, learning the valuable importance of honesty, integrity, leadership, and teamwork. Take your first steps in learning the ways of the lightsaber. Build and race your own pod racer. And infiltrate the decks of a Star Destroyer and steal the plans of the Death Star. Once again, this is in Huntsville, Alabama. The ticket price of $450 a person does include admission to the Star Wars Where Science Meets Imagination exhibit, which is currently on display at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center. For more details, go to www.spacecamp.com. Once again, backslash Jedi EXP gives you all the details on that. And with uh, that, I will hand you back to your hosts, Arnie and Marjorie. Thank you, Dan. That is our show for this week. A supersized show full of reviews of awesome products and poker chips. Remember to check us out on Twitter and Facebook if you want the latest news from San Diego Comic-Con or just whatever I find around Illinois, Missouri, or wherever I happen to be. Don't forget to please come to our forums or email us if you're coming to the Yard House at San Diego Comic-Con. Also, let us know if you're coming to our charity trivia event on Wednesday at Celebration. And our party is sold out, but remember, you can get on the wait list. And we hope, even if you're not able to come to the party, that you can come and see us somewhere at the convention. We'll be around. Just stop and say hi. Talk to us. We will have our awesome, awesome, awesome custom badges to hand out. And who knows what else we'll have laying around in bags to give people. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News book club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. 
You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit yakface.com, hanshideout.blogspot.com, and jedi-temple-archives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is web programmers Jason and Joe, associate produced by Brock, reporters Jerry and Steve, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Berent. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2010, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. Being attacked by alligators or are they crocodiles? Crocodiles in Florida? No, they're alligators. alligators. Okay. Crocodiles are in South Africa, maybe? Okay. So Jar Jar being attacked by... Here's what I don't like, though. And this is a personal gripe of mine. I hate it when they do this. And they did this with the Hothalea in the 90s, and they're still doing it in the 2010 figures. So the figure's wearing a coat, right? And the coat has long sleeves. Mm -hmm. But for the figure, they give her a plastic vest and then the sleeves are molded onto the arms. So it looks like she's just wearing a vest when, in fact, that's supposed to be the coat opening up to reveal the clothes underneath. But I thought on Hoth she was wearing a vest over her. Yeah, I think she does wear a vest, Arnie. No, that's a long-sleeved coat. No. They did the exact same thing with the Han here. Take a look. His trench coat. Okay, but... His trench coat is not molded to the sleeves, and so he's wearing a sleeveless coat. If you were to remove the coat, the okay, coat has no I'm sleeves. Okay, but what I'm telling you, though, is and you look at a picture from the movie. You can't see it in this picture, but she had on a long sleeve jumpsuit with a vest over it. Oh, you are totally right. I know. Well, there's the blooper of all bloopers.